Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, author, blogger, and speaker, Doris Swift. This podcast is about a community of women who are taking action where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. We are using our gifts to impact the world. I hope you'll find encouragement here and that you'll be inspired to take action and use your gifts to impact the world for Christ. What is it like to rescue children from going into the foster care system? Today, I welcome my friend, Frances Chason. We're talking about her ministry work at the rescue station, health and wellness, and her beautiful adoption story. Frances is passionate about sharing the love of Jesus and bringing hope and encouragement to a world that desperately needs it. Listen in while I have a chat with Frances Chason. Welcome to another episode of the Fierce Calling Podcast. This morning, I have my beautiful friend with me, Frances Chason, and we're going to talk a little bit about her passion and compassion and conviction this morning and where God is calling her. And we've been friends for quite a while, and I'm yep. just blessed to know her, and you will be so inspired by her story. Good morning, Frances. Hello, Doris. How are How, you? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you for having me. I'm just so excited to be with you and uh, here and share with your audience. I generally ask when I start where you feel that you're taking action, where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. You know, I had been reflecting on that question. God made me a passionate woman. Uh, my heart beats for so many things, yet all collides in that, um, in that compassion and conviction. You know, I think that in my passions, I can tell you the main areas. I mean, everything that has to do with my ministry work and, and just sharing Jesus and knowing him and making him known. I mean, mm-hmm. even my personal life and ministry work is just, you know, it just boils down to that. And, uh, and then, you know, that I'm an active person and I just love everything. Yes. <laughs> fitness wellness related and I just enjoy that and I share that passion too with my husband my writing is a whole nother thing you know I said recently that I'm a writer in hiatus it's something that the Lord has always placed in my heart and whether it's just Mm -hmm. for an audience of one or um, sharing my vulnerabilities in public you know I just I just love the writing life you know Mm -hmm. and I know that you do have a passion for health so tell us a little bit about that. Yes, since I probably entered college or so, I just started trying to figure out what does it mean to be healthy and what does it mean to eat well? And I've made many mistakes. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, you know, I've met people along the way that have helped me and, and um, understand what that means. And, and then it's just my own journey on knowing, you know, what makes my body feel optimal condition, mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. good, whether it's what I put in my body through food and, and how I move it. You know, when I, I work out with my husband here and there, and he once told me, I said, you know, I worship through, through our workouts. And I'm like, oh, wow, really? And he's like, yeah, it's like every time that I'm uh, gasping for air, you know, I just, I just think, that worship song, you know, it's, it's your breath in my lungs. And, and thank you, God, for the movement. Thank you that you made me strong. And since then, I just really focus on, I'm like, okay, my movement, God, my strength. Thank you, Lord. And, you know, it's not always perfect. My eating is not always perfect. Mm-hmm. And my workouts aren't always perfect. But it's just mm-hmm. a way for us to just say thank you, you know, yeah. and take care of 
ourselves so that we can be better equipped and prepared to do the work that we have to do because one feels better. That's awesome. And I love how you were telling us about incorporating worship into our workout because workouts aren't too exciting and, you know, we don't look forward to it. And, but it's just like getting started or getting to the gym or getting on the elliptical. We can correlate that even with us, our our relationship with the Lord and our discipline to sit down and having time with him. You know, we don't always necessarily feel that we, okay, I'm not ready to talk or I really don't have the mindset to just open the Bible and would I understand? But then when we get there mm. and, and if we just present it to the Lord said, I'm here, speak to me, help me understand. He always shows up, you know, and it's just like afterwards, we're like, wait, man, I can't, I can't believe that I wouldn't have that time with him. So it's kind of like the same thing. I say correlate like that. My spiritual training and my physical training kind of like the same way. It's a discipline. And yeah. it's, And when we practice it, it just becomes a lifestyle and you can't just do without it, you know? Yeah, that's the key right there, isn't it? That is a lifestyle and incorporating it all together and not making it departmental, like in different boxes, like this is my workout time. This is my worship time. This is my eating time. You know, it's like all melds together. That's kind of cool. What a revelation. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to help me too. Help it helps. Help. Helps the gal who's listening to look at working out and that kind of thing in a different way, in a different light. That's exciting. So thank you. (laughs) So tell us what else you're doing. Well, I'm part of Salty Church and uh, my husband and I, we both manage uh, Salty Family Services. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's that's our uh, one of our passions is really seeing the ministry of rescue, um, just seeing God working that ministry and moving it forward. We work for for somebody that knows, doesn't know. We work with families that are at risk of losing their children to the system because of circumstances. Mm. There's no abuse or neglect uh, in these families. Is um, if their circumstances don't change, they will be at risk of losing their kids, and that happens a lot. So we work with these families to stabilize them and finding them resources so that they can provide for the children and they can be empowered to mm-hmm. move forward in their life with a more stable home. So um, just being here at, at the rescue station, you know, we have the, the opportunity to not just see families, but see individuals and, and minister to them wherever they are, you know, in life. Uh, you don't have to be a believer to come in and ask for help. Obviously, we wear our faith and our on our sleeve. You know, it's just what we do and who we are. But with the the compassion, yeah, compassion and the love that we present. You know, we present who God is and who Jesus. You know, how mm-hmm. Jesus wants us to live, and God can touch people in, in many many times and everywhere and anywhere that they are. Uh, so that keeps us very busy. Yeah, so that's that's one of our passions, and um, and just recently, just jumping to another of our passions is just our daughter. We um, we recently adopted a fifteen-year-old girl. Mm. Uh, she final we finalized adoption in March, um, and she's amazing. She's an amazing girl. We've just seen her grow in the yeah. year and a half that we've had her and uh, she's thriving in school. She, she's going to be 16 in, on Monday. It, it's, um, it's just been oh, wow. an incredible journey to be with her. Um, that just makes me smile. Like I can't <laughs> stop smiling. I love this because 
first of all, when you were explaining salty services and it, and you were describing it as a rescue, a rescue mission that you have for these families and to help these families who are at risk not to lose their children to the system because on the other end of the spectrum, you know, like in our church environment and a lot of other churches where we're trying to help those children that are already in foster care, encourage foster families to step up good, solid Christian homes, you know, that can welcome a child and, you know, give them a warm and loving place to live and grow. And then, you know, other families that can help those families with different needs. But you're on the other end of the spectrum because you are trying to keep those children from going into the system. It's just a beautiful thing how God has all these working parts For all sure. working together, right? And then here you are too, adopting this beautiful daughter who's a teenager who, mm-hmm. um, you know, oftentimes the older children, that doesn't happen often, does it? And they stay in the foster care system. Is that right? That's that's true. Yeah, definitely. It's it's harder for them. And, and they age out um, from from the system and they find themselves more often than not, just um, sometimes having a difficult time integrating just their normal life, you know, mm, and, and, yeah. and moving forward. So, yeah, and it wasn't planned, you know, it wasn't planned, just uh-huh. it was an opportunity that God really showed up for us and Jeff and uh, and my heart were aligned into instantly. And we just like, okay, let's bring her home. And she's never left. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. And that whole thing of how it all worked together and you, you are living it, you know, you are living what it looks like to rescue a child and you're helping other families in that same way. It's so, it's such a beautiful picture, you know, and thinking about that, that is such a fierce calling because that Mm -hmm. is something that you're obviously passionate about and you can hear it in your voice. And I know that you are, and Mm -hmm. it's just an amazing thing to be a part of because God rescued us, you know, and it's just a picture of how you're being Christ. You're the hands and feet of Jesus to these families and and the adults too. They're often overlooked and they're often judged and they're often cast out like, well, they're never going to amount to anything. They're not any good. They're never going to make it. That's not how you see them. You see them through Jesus's eyes. Yeah. And you know what, as you say um, about passion and being the hands and feet and everything and I just sometimes feel or think about people that others that feel that if you're not in ministry you're not you don't have a a, you're not working through towards your calling or God's calling or anything and it's not that at all because I'm not the one that rolls up her sleeves necessarily and goes to the house of each of these families. I'm, I'm kind of in like in the background working the operations and um, strategies and making sure that everything works well, you know, and then mm-hmm. um, our volunteers are trained, the ones here at the rescue station. You know, at the beginning of our ministry, when we started this at home, Jeff and I, before we were Salty Church, it was hard for me because I was working by myself at home, uh, putting um, all the, the the pieces of the puzzle together. And uh, at times I would tell him, I said, but you are out there with the families. And he would reassure me and said, but you have no idea. I can't do this with what you're doing, you know? Right. And, and that's where my passion just really comes out in the systems and the mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the the leader that has a vision, I get to have the opportunity. God gives me the opportunity 
to just really look at that and say, okay, how can we do it? And let me just figure it out. Let me just get it done. You know, I'm very blessed and privileged uh, that God has given me the opportunity to work with many leaders here and uh, and my husband, you know, to help just really in this place uh, where it's not necessarily all the time in the community, but that I, I that I know that I can contribute, and that's why I'm thinking about all the people that maybe they say, "Oh, well, no, um, I don't, I don't work in full time ministry, so perhaps I need to do something else." I yeah. said, "No, you know, um, I I reluctantly sometimes use the word ministry because really we are, if we are a disciple of Jesus, we are all in ministry." Amen. <laughs> yes, that's in right. our lives and the mission field, it's out there, you know, everywhere we go, and God gives us skill sets and abilities and and natural talents and even talents that we that we learn to to complete the body of Christ you know and to make everything happen so yeah that's that's where one of my passions is is just really seeing visions come to life thank you thank you for sharing that and that is going to be so encouraging for someone that's listening to here because you're right. We don't need to separate ministry with clergy or, you know, it's not that it's like, you're right. We all minister as disciples of Jesus and followers of Christ. And that no matter what we do, how we view it, it's not important. It's how God views it, that we're doing it unto him. And when you were explaining how you do things behind the scenes, but yet those things that are on the scene wouldn't be happening without the person behind the scenes that your husband brought that so sweetly out to you to encourage you in that. And you are using so many gifts. I don't really know what you would say your spiritual gifts are, but I know that would take some administration. Plus you have your passion of you're such an encourager. So what would you say your areas of gifting Oh, definitely. Yeah, every time, if whenever I have taken a um, a test like that or something, I just it, administration is always like number one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. Obviously, okay. So that makes sense. <laughs> I think just recently I took one and the apostolic uh, that spiritual gift. Um, and I again get confused, so I'm sorry. But that came out, and I'm like, what is that? So I had to research and and I'm like reading through, and it has to do with just really starting things, you know, starting ministries and helping with that. So it goes along kind of with the administration part. And I see that I, I just love something new. Yes. <laughs> elated the fact that God has given me the opportunity to be here because yeah. it plays on my, my mind that bounces all over the place. Yeah. Um, and I can and know my passions, you know, um, and the compassion side of it, um, just in all those areas, it's just people, you know, and, and whether it is encouraging or helping somebody think through things, or even when we're talking about nutrition and exercise, you know, I love having those conversations and, yeah. and I know it's difficult. It take, took me years to figure out what worked <laughs> for me, you know, <laughs> okay. So then there's a million voices out there with that topic. And also with just finding the Lord and and seeing him in struggles and seeing him, you know, and, and helping people navigate through that, uh, through their struggles or the challenges. And um, the hard to see women, you also just like you, just really putting their, their gifting uh, out there and, and, and being confident in who God made them to be. You know, it's just, I am all over the place, but I just, I just love the opportunities that God gives me to put yeah. those things in play, you know? Yes. 
I think women in general have this spiritual gift of multitasking. No, that, that right? is, right? Yeah. I'm, like, I, I'm just kidding because that's not a spiritual gift. <laughs> and, you know, I, I once saw this graphic of the women's brain and it's like this spaghetti bowl. Or, yeah. like, that's exactly, that's, it, that's it is. all the time. That, that is us. Yeah, for sure. So, but I love what you're doing and you have spoken before even on nutrition and health, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a, a, a little while ago, I had to speak to a group of ladies. And I love the fact that I was able to speak through the lens of, uh, of scripture, and also just kind of like encouraging health and wellness. And there was a time that I partnered up with another friend of mine, and we spoke at uh, one of uh, the hospitals uh, here to a group of, of individuals that were also kind of trying to figure out what that looked like for their life. And uh, it was fun to share. And I also was able to incorporate uh, scripture into that and bring God into the mix, which is absolutely fantastic. And just to kind of make sure that I, I also answer your question, what the conviction uh, for me really comes in that I believe that the Lord wants me to, to share whatever I have. And, uh, you know, I always say I, when I come in, in the presence of Jesus, I just want to say I used it all. Mm-hmm. I anything that you gave me, I used it, and <laughs> yeah, and just come tired. Said I'm, I'm done. I'm good. I'm home. I'm resting. And yes, I used everything. And yeah. I just want to hear those words. You know, I'm well done. And that's the conviction of my heart. It's just not to keep anything for myself and whatever I can give to do that. Yes, that is beautiful how you said that you want to use everything that you've been entrusted with. Yeah. That is a good goal to have to use everything that God entrusts us with. So we will hear that. Well done. Good and faithful servant. And just enjoying what we have here and the connections that he allows us to make and the divine appointments that you see each and every day and the journey that you've been on and it's a lovely thing to watch how God is unfolding and doing these things in your life and through oh, you. Thank you. Thank you. And you're, you've been such an inspiration for me too, you know, and, um, and just the way that you have confidently and um, boldly stepped into your calling. You know, I've, mm. you know, we, we talk every so often and I share coffee and, and it's just, you've also, you've always been a very, very great inspiration for me uh, and encouragement mm-hmm. and to just stepping into faith. Um, thank you. It is very sweet how God puts people together. It's just like God. It's our God. He puts right? us together, you know, so we can encourage each other and lift each other up and mm-hmm. just share our our stories and encourage other people to step out and do what they're being called to do. Absolutely. And yeah, like you said, it's not something that has to be in a ministry role, but it, it's anything that we do in our life and we do it unto the Lord and to love and serve him and serve others. Absolutely. You know, and um, I think one of the most powerful things that we can do is um, powerful and kind of risky. uh, It's just to ask the Lord to just give us the eyes to see the opportunities that we have in front of us every day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I say risky because he will show (laughs) (laughs) up. And sometimes it's going to be like, what? But, you know, yeah. God for you, it's just like, uh, okay, you, he, he will show you and, yeah. and just not to miss God in every day mm-hmm. uh, and, and whatever he's doing around us and those opportunities to serve, to make a difference. And it's just, they're there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's, it's having 
the position of humility to see them and to act on them and the courage to act on those things mm. and, you know we can miss the mark here and there obviously we all do like oh my yeah. goodness hindsight I should have but right. he's a god of opportunities man he just continues to speak <laughs> over to you until we kind of get it <laughs> yeah he has lots of grace <laughs> and mercy <Yeah. laughs> and that is great because he doesn't just say all right, you're on your own. Exactly right. <laughs> He's right there too with us. And he sends us people to help us and, you yeah. know, work together as a part, all part of the body of Christ. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so what a blessing that is. And I love how you call, what do you call where you sit? The rescue? The rescue station. Yeah. The rescue station. That's yeah. very cool. It reminds me, I think of like a lifeguard station. We actually have a huge lifeguard chair um, up wow. front of the building. Because, you know, we're close to the beach and yeah. um, like we're right there. <laughs> <laughs> and our rescue station, yeah, definitely is a life-saving station. And that's how we want to, how we see it, you know, and the vision mm-hmm. for it has always been like that, you know, from our lead pastor and his yeah. wife, you know, he did always had the vision and um, it just so happens that God brought us together, you know, Perfect. and it just made sense. And what a blessing for the community too, because it, it just speaks volumes and it blesses the entire community, law enforcement and the different other places that see what your work is doing, because it helps the community be a better place. It's yeah. not just about this one family. It's about helping a community become functional versus dysfunctional. It's like a chain reaction mm-hmm. that God is doing in all in the name of Christ places like police departments and things like that, they recognize what the church is doing in the community. And oftentimes they'll call on the church to help with different things. So that's a great partnership to have. Even just recently, you know, um, and it's not just us. I mean, we partner with all the churches and, um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, every church has its strength and the community itself, just community organizations that have their strengths. So when Mm -hmm we can't or are unable we don't have that um mm. particularity you know that thing right. uh, that, that another church has or another uh, community um, organization has that we make that connection and also just the volunteers that work here um just the opportunity for them to just pour into people as well yeah, to make um, all those connections yeah it, it's so it's it's a whole group of people is in community it's a community effort yeah. and um, and we're just trying to make all those connections and help people with what our strengths are yeah so how can people connect with you francis rescue station here mm-hmm. i met uh francis at salty.org I'm also at Instagram, Francis Chason. So I like hanging out there. And I'm working on my blog again. You know, I'm trying to get out of hiatus a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I have words in my my heart that the yeah. Lord has placed there. So I just need to share those. So uh, FrancisChason.com. So there's a few stories there. And maybe I'm, and I'm just praying for 2020 to just be that year where I can be a little more consistent with writing. Yes, because you're a beautiful writer. Well, thank you for joining me. This has been a wonderful discussion. And I just know that, you know, whoever's listening is going to be so blessed by your words and encouraged and inspired to maybe take a step they've been hesitating to take. I am just so thankful for you, friend. I'm thankful for you. Thank you for having me here. You take care and we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening. And I hope you were blessed by today's episode. Francis would love to hear from you. 
And you can connect with her and follow her blog at FrancisChason.com and on Instagram. I'll place those links in the episode notes for you so you can easily find her. I'd also love to connect with you. So hop on over to my blog at DaraSwift.com. I have free gifts for you there. I've compiled a list of fear-fighting scripture verses that you can download and print, and I also want to give you my free ebook, Step Out of Your Doubt and Into Your Calling. I also share in that ebook a little bit about my story, and if you need a speaker for your next women's event, you can check out my speaking page at daraswift.com speaking. I appreciate you listening today, and I pray that it inspired you and that you would be doer of the word and not a hearer only, because that's what the word tells us. And so we need to take action where our passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. We were talking today about orphans, adoption, and foster care. And I love the scripture verse, James 1.27, that says, Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and keep oneself unspotted from the world. John 14.15-18 says, If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you, orphans. I will come to you. Isn't that encouraging? The Lord promises that he will not leave us orphans. We have been adopted into the family of God. So adoption is all of our story, really. I hope you'll join me next week when I invite another woman to come and share how she is taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you soon. Music